All right, so we've got another great destination for you today. We are going to this town that is really the heart and soul of a national park. This national park is the most visited national park in the U.S. with over 10 million visitors visiting every year. Whoo, that is a lot of people. There's also a lot of history in and around this town. There's actually a historic mill that still remains open today that you can visit. So where are we going? We're going to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Woo, put your boots on. Here we go. Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? 90% of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations every year. Welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it. From campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now your host, President Randy Beheimer and Editor-in-Chief Callie Beheimer. Hello and welcome to the RV Destinations podcast, part of RV Destinations magazine. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about RV travel and destinations all across the United States and Canada. And I am joined again, and I forgot to tell y'all who I am, but I hope you all know who I am by now. So I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief. I was just so excited to announce you, babe, that I forgot about me. (laughs) (laughs) And I am here with my absolutely amazing husband, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Randy Beheimer, the president of RV Destinations Magazine. Hi, baby. Hi, honey. How are you this morning? I'm tired. I know. We have been on a whirlwind ragged. So yeah. yeah, we're we're still coming to you live from the road. We have been on the road for just shy of two months. Um getting great content for, for all of you. And uh and we're a little we're a little tired. <laughs> Yeah, so I keep t- I keep trying to convince Callie. I'm like, we've got like 22 writers now, and I'm like, can we just let the writers write the whole magazine? No. And she she just loves to write. I do. I, I am a photographer by trait, mm-hmm. and, and I love to take pictures. So, so we're not. We're going to continue writing the feature destination yeah. in the magazine, and so we're going to continue traveling. So I I, I got to be honest. I have a whole new respect for for full-time RVers. Oh I, my I don't gosh. think I could do it. I don't think I could either. <laughs> I, like I, I sit here in our, we're, right now we're trying to throw the ball through the RV as we're doing a podcast. Every once in a while, Gus the cat goes a little crazy and you'll see him rip around the RV at warp speed and kind of slide into the windshield. And so, it, yeah, I, I can't imagine having all of this full-time 24-7, well, 365. Just what I can't handle, and, and, and again, I know we uh, several of our writers are full-timers. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we, we spent, we left in November, we spent three months in Florida to, mm-hmm. to kind of get away from the weather. Get and, away and, from and then we, we got home, what, like towards the beginning of February, I think? Uh, it was the end of February. We were home for a month and a half because oh, we right. were home. that's right. It was the end of February. Yeah. That's right. Actually, no, it was early March. I think we spent our anniversary on the road somewhere. I don't remember where we, what yeah. we did for that. So we got back early March and then we turned around and left in April for a mm-hmm. two months. So we were gone for three months then. 
home came for a home month for and a half. month and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And then left for this two months. For two so months. I, I'm tired. We're I, tired. I, I, I want to put the motorhome in storage and not <laughs> hold know. out for a while. We're going to close the door. <laughs> like, we're going to get the motorhome home, put it in storage, close the door, and kind of forget where it is for a minute. <laughs> I, I, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of folks out there that probably have felt what we're feeling. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm feeling cabin fever. You know, I like to get home to the stick-built home and really st- spread, you know, out. spread out yeah. and, and walk around. And we've got a four-story home, so... We get uh, we get our exercises going up and down all the stairs, but <laughs> we do. We usually hit our our daily goal on our uh, little step tracker of "Woohoo! You've reached all your flights of stairs." We're like, "Yeah, no kidding." <laughs> all right, so we're not here to talk about no, us today. That's no. the last thing we want to talk about. We're going to talk about a really cool destination, and it's yeah. kind of a it's kind of a three things kind of put together. So we're mm-hmm. talking about Pigeon Forge. And then you also have the little town of Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. which is adorable. And then you also have, uh, it's all surrounded by the National Park, the Smoky Mountain National Park. And so we're going to be kind of bouncing between all three of them. Uh, the article that we wrote, which goes way back to issue number three, we went down there uh, during fall, and I highly recommend oh my gosh, yes. seeing the colors of fall in the Smoky Mountains. It's gorgeous. And, and Christmas time is actually a great yes. time to go there as well, because they do light up uh, Gatlinburg. But anyway, so we, we wrote about this way back in issue three, mm-hmm. so that's been many, many years ago. Those that have um, all the back issues, you know, can read more about it back then. But there's just so much to do in this area. And most of the people, I think, from the Midwest know about yeah. Pigeon Forge area. Yeah. Pigeon Forge um, and Gatlinburg. You know, you get out to the West Coast and the Northwest. And people and, are like, where? <laughs> yeah, it's probably, well, I don't want to say, I've never been to Branson, Missouri, but I, you know, that's, I can't really say that's a local thing either. A lot of people go to yeah. Branson, but, but. I think but, people have heard of it, but I don't think people on the West Coast would be, I don't think it's a, a, like a place that crosses their mind of, I should check this out. But I think after hearing the podcast, go back to issue three, read through what there is to do. The, so we have I, I basically grew up around Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Smoky Mountains. In in that, that we're only about what three? Five. No, oh, it's, five? it's like five hours. Okay. Away. Four, four to five hours. Four to five. Right, but but that's where everybody goes. Everybody. Like, wh- where are you going this summer? Pigeon, <laughs> Pigeon Forge. Forge. <laughs> I mean, that everybody goes there, and so. F- for all the years, I mean, we're typically down there maybe once a year, maybe once every other year, sometimes even, more often. Yeah. Um, every single time is a different experience. Uh, you can literally get away from it all, put yourself in the national park and never see anybody except for those coming through the national park. So you have that option. You can be in the heart of everything in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg. And when we get into this top 10, you'll you'll see what we're talking about. There is just a crazy extensive amount of things to do in this area that you can come back year after year after year and have a different vacation every time. Yeah. So Pigeon Forge, I basically got its start very similar to a lot of these, um, you know, towns like Estes Park that are right outside mm-hmm. of a national park. Um, so they, uh, uh, Gatlinburg's been around for a while. It's, it's an older town. Uh, it's, it's like a little a small ski little town because they do have skiing there right. in the winter. When the National Park came in, um, more and more people started traveling down there, and Pigeon Forge just slowly started get, building up. Yeah. It, and now it's exploded. Now it's just, it's ridiculous how many people go there. Oh, it's it's insane. And it's, okay, so Randy is not a guy that likes traffic or a lot of people. Are there, I mean, are there people that like traffic out there? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe if, not. if you like traffic, please send us a message a week. <laughs> so we say, there's the one guy that loves to sit in traffic. <laughs> What I mean by that is, God bless him, I drag him down there. We go down there because there is so many people that visit. You're always going to be in traffic somewhere. There's kind of no way around it. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to come in on a Friday night, no. and you definitely
definitely don't want to leave on a Sunday. No. So we, that, that's an insider tip right now. Come, Come in, in on, on a um, Thursday to to like Sunday or, or Monday Saturday or even or Tuesday. Monday, yeah. Just yeah, because you'll be sitting in traffic, especially during the summer. You'll yes. be sitting in a lot of traffic just to get to the freeway. And in this town really has no off season, so they're 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 kind of one tiny little off season is maybe January to half of February. Um, but I think they even have a big festival in early January. So it's kind of like mid-January to mid-February is, is their quote-unquote off-season. They actually have pretty decent weather for being in the mountains. Um, so things start warming up end of February, March, and people are back out there again because spring has sprung. And it's just beautiful to see it there in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, and so Pigeon Forge, uh, you know, we've watched it growing up get lar- expand further yeah. and further and further out. You know, and th- this is a place that has Ripley, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and, you know, all these big chained uh, uh, amusement yeah, hey, what do you call it? Slick, museums? Yeah, well, museums, but like slick tracks, um, you know, like the go kart slick tracks, arcades, um, ice bungee cream jumping, shop, ice cream, cream shop shops, on every, uh, miniature golf on every corner. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, just again, it, it, it's a heaven for kids. And in oh, fact, the kids love gosh, to go there. Yes. You know, the parents, uh, if, you know, I like, to, I would rather be personally out in the woods around nobody. That, that's just me. Um, I, I don't mind being around people, but I prefer to be out in the middle of some trail up and on the top mm-hmm. of a mountain with nobody around me. <laughs> right. But at every time we go, though, I always, Brandy knows, I always declare a tourist day. Uh, and, and that's exactly what she yes. called it. We're having a tourist day <laughs> today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, okay. And I drag him up and down the strip. And we're going to talk about the strip in, in one of these top tens. Uh, drag him up and down the strip. We'll go into the ice cream shops, the souvenir shops, the boot stores. Because if you have listened to some of our podcasts, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with cowboy boots. Go into the boot shops, um, dinner theaters. I mean, there's there's just so much. So there's like four major, four or five major dinner theaters there, y- and huge, we're talking about like huge production, yeah, massive shows. And we'll we'll talk about those, and we'll talk about which ones are favorite. I mean, shopping, ladies. There are outlet malls galore all over Pigeon Forge. So. You know, if you do your research in advance, figure out what outlet stores are there. I know some people that go down there specifically to spend a couple days just hitting up all of the outlet shops because there's just so many great deals down there with shopping. So anyway, we could go on and on, which we're going to, but let's let's dig into this top 10. Well, we got to do the fun fact. Oh my gosh, I get... I do. My only job. I'm so sorry, baby. Let's back up a notch. So we're going (laughs) to dig into some fun facts. So take it away, Randy. Okay, so so a lot of people that are familiar with the area know that Dollywood uh, is, and this is Dollywood uh, Dolly Parton's mm-hmm. uh, amusement park there in Pigeon Forge. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a pretty big Huge deal. Huge deal. In fact, I'm reading here uh, that it is the most visited attraction. In the state of Tennessee. That's pretty huge. That's huge. And, and we're going to dig in more into Dollywood and why you want to go visit in the top 10. But it's pretty incredible. Dolly has given so much to the community there in Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, Sevierville, which is another town that kind of surrounds that area. I mean, she is heavily, heavily involved in the community. Um, and all the locals know her and love her. Yeah, so the park dates back to, it looks like 1961. It was originally called Rebel Railroad in 1961. <laughs> and then they changed the name to Gold Rush Junction in 1970. Um, so, it, you know, it's past names. And, and then at some point, and I'm not seeing it quickly, I'm glancing this article real quick. Uh, well, it looks like Dolly bought it in 1986 and partnered with the 
I, I guess Dolly doesn't own it or is part owner is what I'm reading right now. And again, I apologize. I should have read this paragraph before I jumped on the podcast, but it looks like she's part owner with the Hershind family. Oh, interesting. Hershind family, I guess. Very interesting. Uh, ushering in the Dollywood we know today and love that. So that happened in 1986. But but Dollywood is the most uh, visited attraction uh, in not only Pigeon Forge but the state of Tennessee. Entire state of Tennessee. And we we actually uh, well we'll talk more about that in uh, one of the items, right? Dollywood yes. shows up in one yep. of the items. Okay. Yep. And Callie is in charge of putting together the top ten, so that's I why I act like I have no idea. And most uh, uh. most days I have no idea what I'm doing. But <laughs> it, and it sounds like uh, Pigeon Forge. Uh, fun fact number three, and this is actually on Dollywood.com's website. Uh, fact number three, Pigeon Forge and Sevierville County were almost in a different state. What? So I guess right after the Revolutionary War, when they were drawing lines, uh, it it was very, very close to becoming a city in North Carolina. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, We've been going to North Carolina, y'all, instead yeah. of Tennessee. And and, and, and that's, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been in the area, you know this. Uh, you got Cherokee, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. If you go up and over the Smokies, uh, you end up in... Cherokee, North Carolina, which is a really cool town. Yeah. Uh, you you got just a lot of things to do. It, it's honestly a camper's paradise. It really is. We're going to talk about that, and, and, and I apologize, but I know that this podcast is going to go a little it's bit gonna longer. It's going to be long. Because so. there's a lot to do, but there's so many campgrounds down there. Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous amount. It, it, it's almost, think of it almost like the homeland for our <laughs> it, it, it Seriously, it is. I, I mean, yes, there's uh, so many hotels and cabins that and motels that you can rent and Airbnbs, but this is also a mecca for RVers. Like the the amount of campgrounds down there is extensive and continually growing. It, it never ends. Every yeah, every, yeah. real oh estate gosh. keeps going up and up and up. Yes. We, we've looked. We we have an interest of putting a VRBO down in uh, the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge mm-hmm. area. And, and uh, we, we're just not in a good position to do that, you know, with the magazine and everything we got going on. But but we've looked at it, and it seems like every year we look at it, the prices keep going <laughs> up and up and up, which, which I guess is probably... It's good, but... But I think that's happening stinks. all over the world, honestly. Yeah. But but again, as Callie said earlier, there's really not a, a good time to go as far as if you're trying to avoid crowd, because it's always crowded. We went down in... Uh, uh, late November, early December, in mm-hmm. uh, to go see the Christmas lights, and so did ten million other you, people. Right, exactly, <laughs> I mean, it was so packed. It's so busy. Um, holiday weekends are jam packed. Summer is packed. If you go during the week, it's a little less quiet. Like if you go during the week, maybe when kids are still in school. I understand if you have kids. That can't be done. Um, but if it's just like Randy and I, sometimes we like to go down there and we'll go down during the week and that's a little bit better, a little bit more quiet. Come Thursday, it starts to get pretty busy. Um, summers are always jam packed around Christmas. It's jam packed. It's just a busy place. So but, you just have to pre- prepare for that. But what's cool about the area is you can make whatever kind of vacation you want yeah. out of it because, you know, we can, we can go to Pigeon Forge or even Gatlinburg and get a campground and go hiking deep into the Smoky Mountain National Park and see very few people. Right. Uh, or you can get in the middle, the heart of it all, in Pigeon Forge, get you know, do the dinner shows and be around thousands and thousands of people. And that's what I like about it. So we, when we go down there, we generally try to typically spread the days out. As yeah. Callie, Callie said, we have a tourist day and then we have a hiking day. Yeah, and, and then a tourist day and a hiking day. Right, right something yeah. like that. But but the the trails are amazing. So so let's talk uh, again. A yeah. few more fun facts, okay, and then we'll facts. jump in. So. 
So uh, now we're going to talk more specifically about uh, Smoky Mountain National Park. Uh, as we said earlier, it is the most visited national park in the United States with over 10 million visitors. And I'd like to know how they count that because, yeah. you know, it, it's a major road that goes through uh, Smoky Mountain National Park. It mm-hmm. goes from Pigeon Forge over to Cherokee, North Carolina. And so I think a lot, if you're traveling from one to the other, you have to go through yes. the park. So I, I, I'm assuming that they're counting all those people that go th- through. Yeah, I, um, I guess. And, uh, you know, this site, which is outdated, said there's no entrance fee. And that's been the case for Men, forever. 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 And they just Until recently just changed now. that. Yeah. So now if you're going to do a hike, you have to have a, a park pass. And you've got to mm-hmm. put your park pass uh, or your ticket where you paid for a day pass in your um, uh, on your dashboard yep. so they can see it because they are going around checking that now. So that that's something that that's new just for 2023. Yeah, right? because prior to this, I mean, you you did not have to pay to get into the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. You just went in. You could either go through it or go in it or take a scenic drive or a hike or whatever without needing your park pass or paying for a day permit. Right, and um, and, and I'm sure running these national parks are expensive. You know, oh you got gosh. road upkeep, you got you know the rangers, you got all this stuff. Um, Facilities, and, and, and so I. I, I get it. You know, I get it. It's another revenue stream for them, and, and, and rightfully so. So, yeah. so uh, the also, also, the Great Smoky Mountain is home to the, a large diversity of plants and animals. There are more than 4,000 plants, 140 species of trees, and about 65 species of mammals. There's over 200 different birds, 67 native fish species, and more than 80 types of reptiles and amphibians. Wow, that is a lot. And I, I, yeah. and I remember now that you're saying all that, when I originally wrote this article back for issue three, I remember reading all that. It is incredibly biodiverse. Um, and if I'm remembering correctly, they actually, like outside people will come into this area to study it because it is so biologically diverse. And there's so yes. many different species and plants and animals that... Yeah, a lot of biologists enjoy coming into this area. Yeah, there's over 1,500 bears in the park, and, and, uh, and, and they're, they're these beautiful black bears. Yeah. I mean, they're I, I, we've learned here recently in Colorado that black bears actually come in different colors. Yeah, we didn't you know. You can actually have a black bear that's a brown bear, <laughs> a bra- very brown confusing. color. Yeah, but it's still a black bear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, uh, but we, we were actually hiking, and we're going to talk about Abrams. Yeah. Fall. Actually, I'll save that for Okay, Abrams save it for Abrams. And I know, we're going to, because this podcast mo- is going to be like four hours long. No, no, no. We'll we'll shorten it up. Uh, So a couple other fun facts. Uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park is considered the salamander capital of the world. (laughs) I didn't know this. Who who does this research? I want to (laughs) know. I found another one, Earl. (laughs) There's over 30 different species of salamanders in the Smoky Mountains. And Uh, sorry if I uh, just called a biologist Earl, but, you know, it's Tennessee, y'all. I'm allowed to. I'm a Kentuckian. Right. In the Smoky Mountains, this is something I did know. Uh, A lot of people out there may not know this, but the Smoky Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. Mm, It's estimated to be between 200 and 300 million years old. Uh, make it one of the oldest mountain ranges in the in the on Earth. Um, there's over 800 miles of hiking trails yeah. um, and over 2,900 miles of streams of water. Oh my gosh, yes, there's so much <laughs> so, water there. So I, I think I'll stop it there. There's yeah. just so much stuff. So so this is a really cool place. Uh, I know a lot of you out there listening have been there. I, I can assure you of that. But there's probably a lot that are still going uh, Pigeon Forge. Yeah, Pigeon Forge. Where is that? Where so, is that? So, so let's dive in and let's yeah. talk about. Uh, Pigeon Forge and why you want to take your RV and your family. Yeah, and, and we are going to focus a little bit more on Pigeon Forge in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, Gatlinburg, which is, you know, spitting distance away from Pigeon Forge, 
there is an insane amount of things to do there as well. So we're going to save that one for another podcast day. So we're going to just kind of focus on Pigeon Forge and the Smoky Mountains. Um, But number 10 is Ride an Alpine Coaster. And I know you're all thinking, what the heck is an Alpine Coaster? So much fun. Oh my gosh, these things are a blast. Okay, so these are scattered scattered throughout Pigeon Forge and they are insanely popular. You can go to one of these places and get a single ride or a multi-ride and do it again and again and again. And these are, they're, they're metal tracks, but you are sitting in like a hard plastic sled with wheels. <laughs> I mean, Basically, it's they, uh, gravity. Yeah. yeah, you just. Yeah, it's it's all gravity fed. Fall down the mountain. <laughs> you fall down the mountain. Um, and you have a little handbrake in between your legs that you can pull up, you know, if you want to slow down. Usually these are single riders. You know, if you're a, a parent with a child, you can do a tandem ride. Um, but these things are a blast. So you get in this little heavy duty plastic sled with wheels. They haul you up the side of the mountain on the track. They let you loose and you twirl and whirl your way down the mountain. And they are so much fun. You get to the bottom and you're like, I want to do that again. And don't worry because you can. There's there's plenty of them to choose from. And like we talked about, Pigeon Forge is constantly growing. So it seems like every time we go there, we're like, oh, look, there's a new an Alpine coaster. We haven't seen that one before. We need to check that one out. Yeah. So just imagine like a roller coaster that's gravity fed. I, I say gravity fed. I don't know what the proper term is. Uh, but um, that, I guess it is because you're well, going It's just gravity. Down. There's no, I mean, they, they pull you up like on a chain, like right. a roller coaster. And then they just let, let you, go you go and you fall down the yeah, side of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, everybody's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like Toy Story. It's a controlled fall. <laughs> it's a very controlled fall. It's very uh, graceful. But but these are, as she said, one or two person. Max. Uh, yeah, little uh, carts. I mean, they're yeah, like. Yeah, they're. They they're, almost remind me of the, uh, the the cars that you drive on the tracks. Yeah, they're kind of like slick tracks, but they are just, they're heavy duty plastic. Um, your feet, you're like, you're sitting on your bum and your feet are straight out in front of you. And then you've got this metal bar that's your handbrake in between your legs and, and it's all open air. Like you have a seat back to rest on, but that's it. And and then it's kind of anchored to this track and away you go. So, so <laughs> Callie has done the Alpine coaster a couple of times. I've oh, only done it. I've only done it one time and that was the last time we did it. And yeah. I, I was surprised. I thought it was kind of gimmicky, honestly, but I actually had fun because uh, it didn't. They have a um, a radar there clocking how fast you yeah, went, and they, I think uh-huh. I got up to like forty miles an hour. Oh, or something these like these that. little things book, and that's why they give you this little individual handbrake that if you want to slow down. And there's no like loop to loops or anything like that. It's just you know you go and like oh, twirly swirlies, twirly swirly gumdrops. Uh, but like, I'm I'm motioning to Randy. We're like, making these. a lot of movie references. Yeah, we are. Here. <laughs> I think that was an elf reference. I believe y- you all can follow along. We're dropping little nuggets today. It'll be fun. How many movie references can we make? Um, but no, the, these Alpine coasters are a blast. They are all over Pigeon Forge. Pick one, anyone, and I promise you, you are going to have so much fun. Yeah, so mypigeonforge.com, and I'm not sure uh, who uh, does this website, but uh, they have the top three that they think are oh, in, okay. in Pigeon Forge. And I'm going to give you the inside scoop here, according to my Pigeon Forge. So. So, and there's a couple on Pigeon Forge, uh, or excuse me, Weirds Valley Road. Um, Mm -hmm. That was the one that we actually did. Yeah, the goat's on the roof. Right. So, Smoky Mountain Alpine Coaster is one that they highly recommend. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it drops, it's a mile-long track, and it drops an amazing 5,400 feet. 
Jeez, old Pete's. But it only takes eight minutes from top to bottom. <laughs> so, so, so you get going pretty quick. That sounds crazy. That's, that's 5,400 5, feet. That's all, and I'm trying to think of which, where that is located. Because I, uh, I know it says we, it's on Weird Valley. Uh, I don't remember which one this oh, is. So, okay. There's a couple out there. So the next one is the coaster at the Goats on the Roof, which is yes. what we did. So you literally drive by on Weird Valley Road, and there's goats on, on the, the roof, roof. That's that you can a, feed. Yeah. That's a big, big thing in Pigeon Forge is, are goats on a roof, and I mean, they are on the roof. It, it's hilarious because you buy this feed, and then you put it on this uh, like oh, little uh, conveyor, like, conveyor belt, belt yeah. and then you like crank it, and it, run, it goes, goes up to the up. top of the roof and drops it right in front of all the goats. And all the goats come over and eat. <laughs> It. <laughs> if this is not a tourist attraction, I don't know what is. And you know what? We I get sucked in every time, and I'm like, I want to go feed the goats on the roof. We took my nephew down there, um, and because he had never been, and he thought the goats on the roof were the most fascinating thing in the world. And, and back then, he was 11. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading it here. It says the Swedish. It's Swedish. It. It's Let's a Swedish it. thing, apparently. The oh. Swedish concept of goats on the roof began in 1970s at a famous restaurant in Wisconsin. What? Where the owners had goats on the roof <laughs> munching away at food. <laughs> in keeping with that theme, goats on the roof aptly named their alpine coaster the Goat Coaster. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but apparently on this Goat Coaster, you can hit up to 30 miles an hour. So it wasn't 40, oh, it was 30. 30, Because yeah, okay. I think I hit it. And basically, the fatter you are, the faster you're going to go. You got a little bit of extra oomph behind you. Yeah, yeah. No, I was definitely going down pretty fast. Uh, They're like... Smoke's flying from Randy's wheels. On on the turn, you you can smell the smoke uh, of the wheels. But (laughs) then the third one is a Rocky Top Mountain Coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they're saying that... And that one looks like... Is that in Gatlinburg? Um, Reading quickly. Actually, no, I guess it's still in Pigeon Forge. Uh, But... They have colorful lights and guide you through a tunnel and curves and hairpin oh. turns on this one. So it's the thrill of a lifetime is what they say. Oh, so. thr- and, and honestly, it is. I mean, y- you're going to think it's gimmicky until you ride one, and then you're going to want to do it again and again. The kids will absolutely love this. I, I, we, I took my nephew. He thought it was amazing. The goats on the roof, he thought were just the coolest thing in the world. So... Yeah, this is, it's a lot of fun. It's here, a great here, place to be a kid. This is interesting. I, yeah. I, as I'm reading it here, I'm like, again, I should have read all this before we went live. But uh, so so uh, this Rocky Mountain, uh, Rocky Top Mountain Coaster actually has four lift hills and four drops. Really? That's interesting because the one, when we did the goats on the roof, it was just straight one, down. Yeah, you just go straight up the side of the mountain and, and then get they, dropped down. Yeah. Um, and it says that actually with the four lifts, and four drops, it still only takes nine minutes. Wow. That's so you incredible. Pay, you pay like, I don't know, how much uh, 20 yeah. bucks 20, for eight minutes bucks, of yeah. thrill. But, but anyway, moving yeah, on. moving now. on. Moving on. Okay, so number nine. This is almost a rite of passage in Pigeon Forge. And that is eat at a pancake house. And you, you all are going, a pancake house? No. Like, these pancake houses are incredible and and they're everywhere and the pancakes are amazing people that go down year after year have picked their favorite pancake houses i have had my and it's every kind of pancake imaginable it's just not walking in and like here's an order of pancakes for y'all it is you know they have buckwheat pancakes buttermilk pancakes uh gluten-free pancakes uh pancakes covered and filled with stuff (laughs) chocolate chocolate (laughs) pancakes every kind of syrup imaginable and And there's, so I'm on a website right now, and this is SmokyMountains.com, and and they're saying their recommendations are the Smoky Mountain Pancake House, 
Sawyer's Farmhouse Breakfast, Smoky Pancake Cabin, Flapjack's Pancake Cabin, and Red Rooster Pancake House. Um, that's what they're saying is kind of their picks, but there, there, there's even more than that. I mean, there's more than just those that we've mentioned. They're, the pancake houses are everywhere. And, and don't go to the IHOP. I'm sorry, IHOP. I know you're trying to throw yourself in there as a, as a pancake house, <laughs> but no. You skip IHOP. Get IHOP out of your head or Denny's out of your head. Go to one of these traditional pancake houses. You know what's hilarious huh. is I pulled up the same page, SmokyMountain.com, really? but I'm on that exact page, yeah. and they have the top seven, and, and only one or two that you mentioned are in my how top How does that seven. even work? Uh, okay, so, so uh, and this just shows you how many pancake houses yeah. oh, there yeah. are. So I, I think a few of these you did read out, but uh, so let me give you the top seven according to the Smokies.com. So they say uh, number seven is, uh, hold on, Flapjack's Pancake uh-huh. Cabin, which you one. said that one. Crockett's Breakfast Camp in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Mm. That's number six, they say. And they actually ranked them. Uh, Then um, uh, five is Sawyer's Farmhouse Restaurant in Pigeon Forge. You said that one. one. So maybe you just looked in Pigeon Forge because this is. I just looked in Pigeon Forge. Number four is Frizzle's Chicken Farmhouse Cafe in Pigeon Forge. Mm, Okay. Uh, Number three is Reagan's House of Pancakes in Pigeon Forge. Mm -hmm. Number two is Smokey's. Pancake Cabin in Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. And then the number one pancake house is the Pancake Pantry in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And Interesting. And I don't know if yeah. uh, you know these companies paid to be on this list or anything like that. Who knows? I'm just reading it off. But I, I can tell you when we've had pancakes there, mm-hmm. they're good. They're, they're so good. And, and be prepared. The, again, this is a rite of passage in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg when you visit this area. These places are always busy. Always busy. It's a Wednesday at like 10 a.m. and you think you're doing good because you've showed up a little bit later. Guess what? There's going to be a line and it's going to be busy. Weekends are insane. Expect to wait. But the folks that run these restaurants and the servers in these restaurants are so efficient. Um, they're just, they, they've been doing this for years. You know, tourism rules this town. So the service in this town tends to be pretty good because this is what this, the servers and these restaurants are used to doing, getting people in and out the door as quickly as possible. So definitely, definitely do a pancake house. I promise, unless you're gluten intolerant, you won't regret <laughs> it, but they do have gluten-free options. Or, so. you're, or you're training for a fitness show. Or you're training for a fitness show. I know. And pancakes are kind of my crack. Like, I love pancakes. So now I'm reading this and I'm like, I want to go to Pigeon Forge to go to a pancake house. Here we sit to Springs, Colorado, where there's probably... No pancake houses. Uh, they're... Th- <laughs> <laughs> They are pancake houseless. They're probably vegan pancakes. They or something. probably are. Well, actually, aren't all pancakes no, vegan? No, because I guess? they have milk in them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it depends on how strict of a vegan uh, you true, are. True, true. Yes. At what level? Well, we're not of... vegans, but no. anyway. Mm-mm. So number seven, uh, you got to probably dump this one on me because I'm the hiker. No, uh, no we're at eight. Oh, we. I'm sorry. I know, and I this was so this sorry. place was so cool. I cannot believe that you tried to skip over it. And this one is. Parrot Mountain, which was just super, super cool again. And I'm trying to pull up my notes. I've got notes all over the place here. So bear with me as Parrot Mountain is opening up. So Parrot Mountain is high <laughs> on the hills behind Dollywood. Um, and I and I say high because it's like you literally drive up this very steep road to get to it. And then you park in the parking lot and then have to walk up 
these pretty steep stairs into Parrot Mountain. Um, but what, it, and we had never done this before. We had people mention it to us. So several years ago, we're like, let's go and do Parrot Mountain. And this is uh, kind of like a, a final home for parrots. It's and a exotic, rescue center yeah, for parrots, it basically. is. Where like a neglected or abused or sick or, or parrots that can no longer care for themselves, this is where they go. And so it, it, it is literally aptly named Parrot Mountain because there's parrots everywhere. It is the coolest thing. They're everywhere. So you get to walk through there and see all these really, really cool different species of parrots and exotic birds in every, in every kind of state of, of, I don't know how to put it. Like there was this one guy, I loved him to pieces. So in the middle of the park, I'm jumping all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. Jump in the middle of the park. You have the ability to walk in and feed some of the parrots and they're all on their little perches. They're everywhere. Probably 30 of them, maybe 40. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of birds in there. Um, and this one guy was like hanging upside down, spreading out his wings to try to get a treat from me. And his wings are all tattered. He's got some bald spots. You know, the and that's what's incredible, though, is the Parrot Mountain are taking these types of birds in and giving them a wonderful, wonderful home. And they even have a little baby bird center. It's so adorable. So if you are like, I really want an exotic bird of my own, which please do your research because these birds can live upwards of a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, you've got to pass them on. Yeah, you have to pass them on. Um, you do have the ability, they they do have a breeding program there and you can go in and see the baby birds and uh, pick one to take one home with you if, if you so wanted to do that. Yeah, so it's really cool because it is a very interactive, um, you know, museum, but or not museum, zoo, zoo is it, is yeah. in, essentially. It, it is a rescue center, but, mm -hmm. but a lot of the exhibits, you can actually walk in and be with the birds. There was one that was a parakeet, uh, and you got feed, remember? Uh, yeah. You had they one were like, sitting on your I, head, I, I did. Think. I had one sitting on my head. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They so just you, attack you when you have food, but mm -hmm. in, in a good way. Uh, you know, they're sitting on your arms, your shoulders, your head, uh, everything trying to get to the food. And so uh, you, you get up and close uh, with the... Um, you know, with with the birds. And it says, you know, I'm on uh, the Parrot, Parrot Mountains uh, website here. It says, walk through our secret gardens mm -hmm. where you can see toucans, toucans uh, hornbills, uh, magpies, and other birds flying freely in our beautiful landscape se secret gardens. Uh, and again, Parrot Mountain, uh, you know, none of these top tens, nobody's paying us no, to tell you no. these things. Th these are not, uh, we have never wanted to do that because we don't we want to be objective about what we're telling you to do right. so please understand that that with any of these podcasts um, you know sometimes we'll get comped like a you know a mission to come into the park and mm -hmm. that's really the extent of it um well you know we're not paid by any of these companies to recommend them not so so we're these just, are truly from our heart yeah and we're just trying to give you something diverse because we have done it. We've gone into Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg because we've been there so many times. It's so close. You you kind of get in the habit of wanting to do the same things that are familiar. And when we heard about Parrot Mountain, it's like, yeah, let's try it. It's something different, something we hadn't heard of before. And, and it really is beautiful, beautiful grounds, you know, just really lush foliage and flowers and trees and these little kind of private gardens that are tucked away in little corners so that you really have the opportunity not only to spend the time with the birds, but just kind of get away from the noise and hustle and bustle of the strip below. I, I think you can purchase 
Uh, in fact, I know you can purchase some of the babies at the nursery. Yeah. We saw that there, but I think you can actually adopt some of the the oh, older ones. Okay. I believe. Um, I, I think. Uh, don't I, I know you could buy the babies from the nursery. Yeah, I remember seeing that, that. But but I think you could also adopt some of the. And that might not be a bad thing to do if you want to try a bird out. You know, get one that's fifty years old right. already. So right. You, so you don't have, have to pass it on to your grandkids. <laughs> You, you know, because your kids be there, oh, no, I don't want to like, inherit this I bird. I got the crazy parrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but moving on. Moving, moving on. on to number seven now. Now you can talk about this. Okay. So number seven is Hike Abrams Fall uh, Hike in Great Smoky Mountain National Park. You're looking at me weird. Like I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having some computer issues over here, so you just keep on talking okay. while I... So, so, so there's, again, as I said earlier, there's over 800 miles of hiking in the Great Smoky Mountains. And Abrams Falls is honestly one of my favorite hikes. It's, uh, you know, for, for an experienced hiker, it's, it's going to be fairly easy. I mean, you've got a couple, you go up on the side of a mountain or not a mountain, but what what would you call that? I mean, I mean, it's part of the mountain. It's, it's, but it's not this crazy huge. Two or three hills that you got to climb over. Yeah. Uh, But it's not that big of a deal. it's, it's, It's a four and a half mile hike. Uh, oh, no, wait, I'm five sorry. Five-mile hike. Five-mile hike. But it's, I was a, reading it's an out-and-back, so you go out to the falls. You go out to Abrams Falls. So I, I call those um, um, uh, gold pot at the end of the rainbow. Oh, so I was I, like, Yeah, what? I was trying to think what I call it. And, 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 and I say that because you got, you know, you're hiking to something, and then yeah, you just kind of. and then you go, oh, and Abrams Falls is incredible. It, it like, seeing this waterfall, and it. It dumps hundreds of thousands of gallons of water over. It's about a 20-foot drop, so it's not a hugely tall, but it's a little bit wider, and you're kind of nestled in a little bit of a valley surrounded in trees, and it's it's just beautiful. It really is beautiful. A a very wildly popular hike, and, and... and I also want to talk about the drive to get there. Well, before we get on there, okay. let's uh, let's continue talking about. It. So, so the trail takes you kind of through a pine oak forest, uh, and you go through hemlock and rhododendron forest as well along the creek. So you follow the. Uh, is that what creek is? That? I can't remember. Um, I don't think it's it, Abrams Falls is Creek. It, is it? I don't I think so. I think I can't remember the. No, creek. it is Abrams Creek. Yep, oh, you oh, follow the path along okay. Abrams Creek. Yeah, so yep. so for several miles, you just follow along the creek, and then you start uh, going up in elevation, and, and it's not too bad. But you uh, go up in elevation, three hundred and forty feet. Okay, in so elevation you go three forty, but then you come down and go back up again. Yeah. I think you even come down you, and go up it's a third three, time. Yeah. You go over three ridges before okay. you finally ridges. descend. Ridges. That's the word yes. I was looking for. I kept saying mountains or hills. It's a ridge. It's a ridge, yeah, before you go fully down into Abrams Falls. Yeah, so it takes about three to four mile, or three to four hours to do the hike, uh, depending on your speed and all that. And and they, they do suggest not to get in the water, although I did to get a couple shots. I, I really wanted the mm-hmm. Abrams Fall to be the cover shot of that issue. And, and um uh, I I took a devote with our designer and Callie, and we all decided to go with a different picture of you know the colors of fall, but but I really love the shot. But it, it was cold. But they're saying don't yeah. get in there. There's a strong undertow. Yes, it, it's uh, extremely dangerous. A lot of people have drowned here. Uh, so don't be the next victim, according right. to uh, the, the the National be- Parks website. Because this fall in particular sends more water flowing over a f- that fall than any other waterfall in the Smoky Mountain National Park. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. And what, I mean, it's a thundering waterfall that drops at 20 feet. It's, it's incredible. The the amount of water. If you've got the back issues, go back and look at issue three and look at the pictures. I mean, it's again, not very high. 20 feet's not a big 
as far as height goes, but but, but you'll see it's dumping the water. a yeah. lot of water over it. And, and there's a, there's an Indian history to that, mm-hmm. and I talk about that in the article. That's one of the few articles I write. And again, they're they're very rare because I'm not a gifted writer like Callie is. Oh, well, but, thanks, baby. but anyway, I like to take the picture. So uh, now let's talk about you know black bears are sometimes active in this area. Let's yes. talk about that. So, yes. Oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing. So we were hiking, and uh, if. Any hikers out there, you know, and so if you turn left, you go down to Abrams Fall. If you turn right, you continue on like another 10 or 12 miles to some other thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, does I'm a like, man pee in the woods? Yeah, yes, he does. I, now, now imagine, I, you know, I've got my backpack, I got my camera, I've got, you know, all my gear and all that. My camera's actually in my backpack because I haven't, haven't pulled it out yet. And so I go to the right, so everybody's headed and left. Yeah, and, everybody and Abr- goes to the left. Abram Falls is a pretty popular hike, so you're going to run into uh, a, lot, a of lot of people, so just expect that. But I go to the right to try to find a place to pee, and it's on kind of this ridge, and it's complete drop-off down to the creek below. And I turn around, and I just stop, and there's this huge black bear. Callie's behind me. I don't know why you were following me to go pee. Well, I was making sure nobody walked up on you. You said, hey, will you oh, watch to make sure nobody was. walks up? I, as I'm recalling the story, I'm like, why did you go with me to go pee? Moral support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got this, babe. So, so anyway, there's this huge black bear and he's just slowly trotting down the 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 hiking trail towards mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And th- this was a Big, big boy. I mean, he was a big black bear. And my back, so I'm facing Randy. So my back is to the black bear because I think we had started to walk out and away and then Randy turned around to say something to me. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, there's a bear. And I'm like, what? I I, I bet he wasn't 20 feet from us. If that. And I turned around in time to see this guy and he was a big boy. And he just kind of looked at us and then he just slid over the hill. Yeah, slid over the uh, the ridge the down ridge. towards. I mean, this almost is a cliff. Yeah, and he just kind of slid gone. down the hill. And, and so we ran over there, like maybe we can get a picture of him going away. And by um, and again, maybe twenty feet away. By the time we were got th- got there, you we couldn't even tell that there had been a bear that had gone through that area, I and mean, there was no trace of him. It was he was like a ghost bear. He was like, "What's up? Peace out." Yeah, so the minute I saw him, I was trying to fumble around with my yeah. backpack to get my camera out, <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, just within a split second, he was, he was gone. gone. So They're, so they're it, abundant and elusive at the same time. And this area in particular, the Cades Cove area, the Cades Cove right. area which is another one that we'll talk about um, on the top 10, is a wildly popular area. Um, not only to visit, but to see a lot of wild wildlife, in particular black bear. You know, let's just go ahead and talk about Cades Cove right now. Okay. Since we're kind of so, so you've got to drive. Cades Cove is a, uh, how long is the cave? Like it, a 10 mile? No, it's not that long. So Cades Cove is a number five for the the drive. The Cades Cove drive is number five, but we'll go ahead and talk about it now. No, I mean, how many miles is Cades know, Cove I'm, around? So, so it's just this one way. Four uh, and a half miles. Is that it? Yeah. Well, um, no. From the beginning of Okay, it's a little bit eleven miles. Sorry. See, I said ten. Eleven. You were my close. memory is so much better. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so so this, this is something you have to do, and I'm going to tell you, it's one of the most popular things there because you basically just drive around in a big circle. It's a one way. It's a it's, midwesterner's dream come yeah, true. Yeah, someone that doesn't like to hike, someone that <laughs> yes. likes to eat at the pancake house every single day and sit <laughs> in their car. No, I'm kidding. That's that's mean. I know. That's mean to me. But I but know. anyway, you know, so for those p- people that just can't hike or don't. Right. Like to hike and that kind of thing, you you'll see a lot of cars in in 
you basically drive around. There's several places that you can kind of get out and look at the... Well, actually, you're not supposed to even get out of your car, I don't think. You're not supposed to get out of your vehicle. No, they have a lot of um, animal jam. So it's a one-way drive. So once you get onto the Cades Cove Loop, you are committed to this. And it's one-way traffic. Yeah, you can't turn around. Whopping 15 miles an hour if you're actually moving. So if if you've been to Yellowstone, you're familiar with what a bear jam yeah. is. You you know if the, if someone sights a bear on the side of the road, uh, you know you'll pull over, and next thing you know, within five minutes, you've got 700 cars parked yes. on the side. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Yeah. Imagine that now. Now Yellowstone has two way roads everywhere, so you could flip around if you get tired of waiting. Right, or it. just buzz around somebody. Imagine a really tight. Skinny. I think it's dirt road. I no, think, it's 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 paved. It paved? I it is remember. paved. Yeah, but it's a real narrow road. You can't turn around anywhere. And if the guy in front of you or a gal wants to stop and look at an animal, guess what? Everybody, everybody stops. stops. And so it's only eleven miles, but it might take you two hours to go those eleven it, miles, and maybe even longer. I mean, it is so. You know, if you get out there super, 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 super early in the morning. Um, you you will probably have a better chance of avoiding some of that traffic, but I don't think I don't we think have that ever that's a, we, we, we not remember they were and this was kind of during COVID, so I don't know if they've changed this, but they they opened up the Cage Cove oh, Road at like yeah. eight in the morning, and there was, and there a, was line a line of people right. trying to get in. I mean, now we went through it a little bit quicker that yeah. time, uh, and unfortunately, you know, getting back to the Abram Fall hike, you've got to drive around. Cra- Kate's Cove to get to Correct. the hike entrance. It's four and a half miles back. So, and that's where I got a little confused there looking, glancing through my article here. Um, so yeah, from the beginning of the Cade's Cove loop, you go four and a half miles back to the trailhead parking lot. Um, and, and just plan on that extra time because it's going to take you some time to get through that four and a half miles just to get to the trailhead because you have other people that are there doing the driving loop. And we'll talk in more detail about what there is to do on Cades Cove, because you can make an entire day out of Cades Cove loop alone, which is really, really neat. Hello, Randy and Callie here with RV Destinations Magazine, and a really exciting announcement. It's here. It's here. It's oh finally here. Oh my gosh, here. you're falling out of your seat. I'm tell tell so me excited. what's here. What's here? Tell everybody what's here. Uh, the print version of our magazine. Print! It's print! It's paper! It's here! Oh my gosh, what makes our magazine so special? What makes this special? Oh my gosh, this is a gorgeous magazine. You know, a lot of magazines in the marketplace, kind of flimsy paper, not the greatest thing you want to look at. Oh, not our magazine. This is printed on high-resolution, thick photo paper. So these images are just going to pop off the pages, just making you want to go to these destinations today. This is a gorgeous magazine. What about all the digital subscribers? Oh, no worries. We would never leave our digital folks behind. So you can go out there and get a print subscription to the magazine. You can get a digital subscription to the magazine, or I say get a little crazy and get both. Sounds kind of expensive. What's the cost? Oh, it's not expensive. $49.99 gets you a subscription, a print subscription to our magazine. But we are bringing to you a special introductory offer of $39.99 for this print magazine. Okay, so I know that's pretty much at our cost. We can't continue to operate as a business at cost. How long is it going to last? How long long is the introductory? You know, it could be a couple weeks. It could be a couple months. We just don't know. And that's why you need to get out there and subscribe today and get this special $39.99 price. And how do we pick up a subscription? Go to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com and subscribe today. Come join the fun and be inspired. Come and join us, y'all.
Okay, so let's get on to number six now. We've got uh, Drive the Foothill Parkway. Do you want to talk about the Foothill Parkway, Kelly? Yes, I do. So th- a lot of people don't know about this drive. And to be honest, Randy and I didn't either. And and remind to remind y'all, like I have been going to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg since I was in my early 20s. I am now in my late 40s and had not heard about this drive. And it's just a great way to get out in a way from kind of the hustle and bustle of the strip and experience a, a more quiet part of this area um, and get some spectacular views. So it is a scenic 33-mile drive. It is tucked off of Weirs Valley Road. And, and when you're in Pigeon Forge, you have your, your main strip. And then Weirs Valley is one main road that kind of tees off of the main strip there. Um, and so that that Weirs Valley is that tee off road. It's also Route 321, um, and you're you're heading out towards Townsend in order to get to the scenic drive. And there's a lot of neat history. So work on this parkway has been going on since 1944, and it is currently the oldest unfinished road project in the state of Tennessee. So there you're still working on this road. So the finished portion is that 33 miles. It goes from Weirs Valley to, oh, how do you say this? Chilhowee? C-H-I-L-H-O-W-E-E? I don't know if Chil- anybody drives out that far, though. Usually they most don't. people turn around at some point because it right. is, like you said, 33 miles? 33 miles. And it's a lot of S-turns and ups yeah. and downs. You, you and don't have to drive that far to enjoy no. the parkway. You, you can drive 10, 15 miles, turn around and come back, but... Yeah, it, it is beautiful. And the one thing I remember specifically is the roads at a couple places mm-hmm. seem like you're going up into the clouds, like 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 you can't see the other side. You're yeah. climbing the side of uh, of a ridge or mountain or whatever we want to call that. Yeah. But but you you can't see the road from the the, the other side of the road where it where it goes back goes, down goes down. And, and right. so you feel like you're going up into the clouds. And I thought that was just super neat. There's several pull off areas where you can pull off, get pictures of the whole. Smoky Mountain Valley, and mm-hmm. I, I might be using the wrong terms. I apologize, but but uh, basically all the Smokies there, and, and so you just kind of ride along the foothills of, of the Smokies. Yeah, and and do come prepared because this is a kind of a remote road. There's you're not going to find gas stations. Nope. You're not going to find rest stops. So be sure you start off with plenty of gas. Bring yourself some snacks. Maybe even pack a little picnic lunch. Pull off in one of these areas sit, enjoy these spectacular views, have a lunch. And it's just, again, a nice a nice way to kind of get out and away from the crowds that are found in the National Park, but have a very kind of similar experience without the crowds. It, it's really a motorcycle's paradise. Or oh, a, it if is. If you've got a convertible, car, yeah, convertible anything yeah. like that. Um, and, and you'll see a lot of motorcycles driving it because it is so beautiful. It is gorgeous. It really is. So moving on to number five, we talked about Cades Cove a little bit uh, mm-hmm. during the Abrams Falls, but Callie wanted to to, to talk more in depth about I, this uh, little 11-mile road that's a one-way single road. It is. So Cades Cove, <clears throat> there's a lot of cool stuff to do and see in Cades Cove. And so it is a, an 11-mile one-way loop. Um, and what's really neat about this area is there is more of an opportunity to spot wildlife in this area because you're down 
in a valley and you have the mountains surrounding you on all sides. And so there's a lot of kind of open field areas um, that lead up to the edges of the tree or just open field areas in the middle of the loop. So you have opportunity to see deer. Uh, a lot of times people will see black bear in these we, areas. We've seen black, black bear yeah. twice in mm-hmm. Cates Cove. In fact, if you ask any ranger, like, where can I see black bears? They're going to tell Cates you, Cove. go to Cates Cove. Yeah. So there, there, there's a larger population of bear that hang out in that area. So definitely, yeah. So we've, in the Cades Cove area, we've actually seen bear three times. The one on the trail we talked about at Abrams. Then we saw uh, two two different times driving around the Cades Cove Road. So so again, if you're into seeing black bears, uh, one was up in a tree. I remember we had to look with some binoculars. It was pretty far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you'll know, when, when there's a bear and one person sights it, again, it's going to oh, be yeah. like a bear jam in Yellowstone, but worse because you can't get out of it. Right, because uh, it, it's one way. <laughs> you, are, you are stuck until the first person <laughs> in line moves. Yes, and uh, you might be 50 cars back. Um, but, and, and it's, so it's a very wildly popular place because there is such a high probability that you will see some form of wildlife out there. And this is why I say, if you can plan a day, plan to spend pretty much the majority of your day at Cades Cove driving the loop, you can get off and do the Abrams Fall Trail, but there's also some really neat old homesteads that are in this area that you have the ability to stop off and see. You have the Elijah Oliver Cabin, which is close to Abrams Fall. You like when you're heading to Abrams Fall, there's this from the parking lot a path out to the falls. Uh, trail. And then you can split off to the left to go to Abrams Fall Trail. But if you go to the right, it would take you over to the Elijah Oliver Cabin. But there's also its own parking lot. So you have the ability to park in either place. Yeah. And you've got John Oliver's Cabin out there too, which is the oldest standing structure in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there's a lot of cabins. Now, yeah. wasn't the, I may be getting confused. Um, I'm going off script here. Um, no. Actually, we don't have a script, no, as don't. you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good we, at we are, this. We are shooting from the side of our hips. Uh, yeah. Wasn't the, uh, oh man, I'm, you tell me if I'm wrong, but okay. the, the when we went out with the uh, Loftons and we mm-hmm. went to that uh, mill, the water, that is, is that on Cades Cove? Okay, it what? Uh, okay, it so I'm, yes. I'm remembering right. Okay. Yeah, so there, there's several places that you can stop along the way. Um, some of them are just old homesteads that you have the ability to see the the homes. There's an old church on the on the loop as well. But then one of them, there's, um, I don't want to say like a full-on visitor center, but there is kind of a visitor center and it's more no, there, of a, there is. Yeah, but like a working homestead and you can see like how they would use the water and channel the water to make a little mill to help help run, you know, grind up Ah, what am I trying to say? Like corn and wheat and all of that. Because remember, there was like the flour mill. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there was yeah. a flour mill back there. Yeah, no, yeah, I like remember a corn that. mill, flour mill. Yeah. And the 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 mill was actually working, wasn't it? Running. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was really a functioning mill, but the water was turning it anyway. Correct. It looked it, yeah. it made for great pictures. Yes. Yeah. So that's a really neat area that you can stop and visit. Again, very very popular, very busy. So just when you come into the Cades Cove Loop. Come in with a mindset that you are going to spend an ex- a good amount of time <laughs> yeah. back there, if, and you're going to get stuck in traffic. If you're like me, just mentally prepare. Like yeah. Callie said, just it's going to be a lot of stop and go. You know, if it's oh, not, wow. we we did have one time where we just zoomed right oh, around, yeah. and there was yeah. nobody. I'm uh-huh. saying zoom. You yeah, know, I, I'm just mean we weren't stopped. <laughs> we were um, going like 
17 miles an yeah, hour yeah. instead of four. Right. Well, and I, I don't think you can really go that no, fast because the roads are kind of narrow. The roads are very skinny. So if you have a big dually, so I, we have seen duallys back there, um, but definitely just be aware because the road is not much wider than the width of your dually tires. Yeah. So there's other things you could do there. You, you know, we talked about hiking. There's a, several other hiking trails there as well. Rich Mountain Loop is an 8.3 mile strenuous hike. That's going to be an advanced hike because it's got a, over 2,000 foot uh, climb and elevation. But but you also can do mi- mountain biking around Cades Cove mm-hmm. uh, Loop. Uh, and then you also uh, can do a horseback ride. About 35 bucks, you can get a uh, horseback ride through... Um, uh, it's at Cades Cove Riding Stables. Nice. And, uh, it doesn't really say how, 45 minute tour through okay. the gorgeous, through the, I said gorgeous, gorgeous. through the gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> old carriage. Um, I guess that that's where it starts. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And it, it, again, it's a beautiful area. I had talked about, we had talked about in the intro, there's a lot of history in this area and there is, there's a lot of old homesteads. So not only in and around the codes, Cades Cove area. Um, but if you Google around, there's like uh, the old Three Sisters cabin and just some other cool stuff. I Randy's fa- pointing at it. me. I know. I was like, it's, oh no. It's what called did the I John do? Cable Gristmill. It's the ah, only remaining okay. mill in Cades Cove. Uh, the iconic gristmill is located beside the Cades Cove Visitor Center at the far end of Cades Cove. Mm-hmm. The wheel still operate, operates, and oftentimes during peak tourism season, the volunteer will be working inside. Very cool. Okay. So, so I, I could not think for the life of me the name of the mill. And there you go. John Cable Grissmill. Very nice. Very nice. Well, let's move on to number four. We've, we've covered Cade's Cove very well. Uh, number four is Visit the Strip. Uh, and this is a massively all-encompassing statement because, again, there is so much to do and see on the strip there in Pigeon Forge. And it is kind of one main strip in Pigeon Forge. The lights are numbered. So what you'll find is people are like, oh, we're at stoplight number six. You know, be sure to go to stoplight number six, which is very convenient for navigating around. Uh, again, be patient. The There is a lot of traffic, a lot of people that move through this area. But on the strip is where you're going to find the go-kart slick tracks, you'll find some of the alpine coasters, you're going to find the dinner shows, you're going to find shopping, you're going to find all these fun different little museums, like the Titanic Museum, which is one that we highly recommend going to see. Um, the What's the upside down house? I always forget the name of that one, which is right next to the Titanic. Um, uh, I'll find out. Like I Imaginarium, right. I want to say, but I don't yeah. know if that's right. Yeah. So you got the upside down house. You've got. I'll, f- I'll find it. Um, yeah. You have jump houses. You have um, slingshots into the sky. You have bungee jumping, uh, mini golf courses, shopping galore. Uh, anything and everything you could possibly want. W- Wonderworks. Wonderworks. That's Wonderworks. it. That's the upside down house. Um, shopping galore from, you know, from famous name brands down to you want a, uh, an Indian blanket, you know, souvenir shops. The beef jerky the place beef that I go to every time. Every time. And you the hot. hundreds of dollars. And the hot sops place. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Was it called Hot Shots? I don't know. I just know it's a hot sauce place. Hot sauce. I thought you said hot shots. I'm hot, like, hot sauce. So, so let's just, to put this in perspective, yeah. uh, let's talk about the, the dinner theaters. I've got them listed here, and I want to go. Okay. Th- now, don't I, go through them I'm all, a, I'm because a, I'm not going to go through. I'm not going to go okay. through. I'm just going to name them. So now, these are all, most all of these, I, I can't say all of them, because I haven't. there's a couple here I've not been to, but most of these are 
huge productions. Massive you, productions. You know, uh, for instance, Dolly Parton Stampede. There's oh, hundreds of horses in this choreographed uh, show that you eat yeah. dinner. So we're talking about that. So big, big productions. So you got Dolly Parton Stampede. Uh-huh. You got I, Hatfield McCoy Dinner Show. We've done that one. You got Great Smoky Mountain Murder Mystery. Oh, I have not done that we've one. We've got Pirate's Voyage, which we absolutely love, mm-hmm. and we'll talk we more about one. it. Uh, Biblical Times Dinner Theater. I have seen that one. We've not done it. Grand Majestic Theater. Mm. Uh, we got Country Tonight Theater. We got Wings of America Theater, and we have the Soul of Motown Theater. Wow. Uh, and some of those, I, I honestly, I haven't even heard uh, of. Me We've either. been there a lot. Yeah, and I did see the Biblical Theater, and I know that that one got really good reviews. Uh, actually, all these yeah. guys, there's not a single one. Let me go through it. So the lowest one was, and this is just Google rating, uh, was the Great Smoky Mountain Murder Mystery, and it got 4.3. But that's still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's out still of, really good. That's out of uh, almost 2,000 reviews. So, oh, Wow. Uh, yeah, so the Dolly Parton got 4.6, Half Film yeah. Koi got 4.6, Great Smoking Mountain Murder Mystery got 4.3, as I said, The Pirate's Voyage 4.6, Biblical Time 4.3, and, and, and so these are all really highly rated, and the, the, all these have lots of reviews, so I mean, yeah. I would take a 4.3 or 4.6 oh, you have two or 3,000 yeah. reviews. Yeah, and these dinner shows, uh, we're going to dig into one in particular uh, when we get to number three, which will be the next one. But the, the dinner shows, are y- you have to do one. And, and and be sure to stop by the Comedy Barn as well. So you, you can do a dinner show and then go over to the Comedy Barn. Um, some of the dinner shows are affiliated with the Comedy Barn, so you have an opportunity to do a double ticket. Uh, but the Comedy Barn is just super fun. Uh, clean, clean family fun. You know, so you, you can take your kids and, and not worry about things being said that you don't want them to hear with their little precious ears. So it's a family friendly, very, the, all of Pigeon Forge. Well, you got the island too. We yes, haven't even spoke about the I island, know. Uh, that, which is I really cool. I should have stuck that on the list too. Yeah. Oh, there's just yeah, so much. Yeah. You know what? That, that's got to be an honorable mention. Yeah. Visit the island when you're there. The island's a bunch of shops and some rides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it, it's becoming probably the most popular place in, yeah. in Pigeon Forge. And I'm just making that statement myself, but I, I would say that that's probably a fair statement. Yeah. So, um, and, and you know, you know, go there. Um, what, what's the museum right as you turn oh, it on was there? The Alcatraz the, uh, Alcatraz museum. Museum. So we took my nephew. So this was part of my, my trip with my nephew. His name is CJ. Um, he was 11, 10 or 11 at the time. Uh, cause he's now almost 13. He's growing up. But anyway, we took him to the Alcatraz museum and, and really, didn't know what to expect taking a 10, 11 year old there. And he loved it. They actually have, um, at towards the end of the Alcatraz museum, they have the, the OJ's Bronco and he knew it, what it was. And he was like, Aunt Cowie, will you take my picture in front of the Bronco? I'm like, bud, you know what that is? Yeah. That's OJ Simpson's Bronco. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So he he thought it was great. He had a blast there. And I had a lot of fun just watching him get so excited about the Alcatraz Museum. So that that was really fun. Yeah, I, I'm on PigeonForgeTennessee.com. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's MyPigeonForge.com. Sorry. And I, I'm looking at the different things to do in there. And there's just, there's, how many pages? Oh, there's, there's got to be. There's eight pages of about 20 items on each page. Yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show you there. there there's, there, there's so... actually, I, I haven't even heard of this. Paula Dean's Lumberjack Feud. It's a, it's yeah. a adventure park and show. Yeah. I think that's back on the island. Is it? I okay. think so. I've never heard yeah. of it. Don't know anything about it. Um, we'll see. We're going to have to go. There's and Pigeon Forge Snow. That's the indoor where they. I that because that's back behind the right. island. When we go, like when we leave right. the parking lot and go up 
that way up north. So it's in this yeah. warehouse. They, uh-huh. they actually produce snow, and you can go tubing in yes. the middle of the summer. Yep. Uh, of course, you got Dollywood, as we talked about, the oh, island, yeah, we're as we talk talked about. about. you got Splash Country. You've got mm-hmm. Top Jump. Uh, you've got... Crave Golf Club, uh, you've got track, uh, you get a slick track. Well, the slick tracks. You could spend a whole day going from slick track to slick track. I did this back in my 20s. I was down there with both of my brothers for a car show. Uh, and there, there's uh, like tons of car shows that always seem to be going on when you're down there. And we made it a mission to find the fastest slick track on the strip. And we literally went from track to track to track. And some of the tracks they used to back in the day, I don't know if they do anymore, will hose down part of the track so you can really get slick. (laughs) And so you go whipping around a corner. We had a blast just running up and down the strip trying to find the fastest track. Anyway, there's so much. I'm looking here and I wanted to say a few more, but I'm looking at the time. We're already over an hour. So we've we've got to speed this up. still have three more. So number three, uh, so on the strip Uh, is one dinner show that we absolutely love. Now, now I'm going to be completely frank. We were comped the first uh, ticket. They knew we were with a magazine. Mm -hmm. They said, sure, come see the show. Bring your camera. They usually don't allow people with cameras Mm -hmm. in. did allow me to bring a camera in and it was spectacular and that is the pirates voids dinner show yeah and it was so amazing that we went back again and, and we paid, paid for, for it the second yeah, time because right? we loved it so yeah, much yeah in fact did we take cj with no us we or? took him to the dixie stampede okay, okay yeah we took him to that one because we had done the pirate but now i want to take him back and take him to the pirate voyage so so you know, we, we enjoyed it. Cal and I don't have any kids together and we we went there just the two of us and we, we had an amazing time, but I can only imagine taking a a child there. Oh my God. This is stimulation overload. There's so much going on uh, in in a good way, not a bad way. Um, it's just an amazing, well put together show. Amazing. Well put together. So this, they do a lot of diving and swimming in the Pirate's Voyage, makes sense because it's a Pirate's Voyage. So essentially the gist behind this one is there's two feuding pirate clans, you know, and they kind of do this at every dinner theater. They split the crowd in half. One is on one side, one's on the other. And, you know, you root and cheer for your team and same thing on this. And But it's it, they have these big swimming pools. So we have not only these actors and dancers, but they're also high divers. Um, and there's parrots in the show. There are seals in the show. There are dogs in the show. Um, it was spectacular. And this has only been around since early June of 2019. So they are the new kids on the block. Um, it is part of the Dolly Parton companies. So it is owned by Dolly Parton company. Um, but she, she, I say she, I'm going to just say she does just a phenomenal do- job with everything that she touches. This is like... Las Vegas quality show oh, yes. in yes. Pigeon, in Pigeon, in, in yeah. Hillbilly. I'm saying Hillbilly because I'm from Kentucky. And we so. can say that. And there's Hillbilly <laughs> Golf, too, in, in Gatlinburg. You yeah, should definitely do. Yeah, so definitely th- do. this is top quality stuff. And, oh, and my gosh. Kyle yes. and I have been to a lot of shows across, actually across the world. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we saw the Moulin Rouge. Yeah, right, right. So we've seen a lot. And, and for us to be this impressed uh, locally, you know, five hour drive from our home. Twice. Yeah, and I right. want to, and every, every time we go to Pigeon Forest, I'm like, can we go back to Pirate's Voyage? Can we go back to Pirate's so, Voyage? So this would have honestly been my number one. But yeah. if you've got kids, spend the money. Yes. Go see the Pirate them. Show. It's amazing. It's it, amazing. It, and they do shows all day, every day. So they typically will do a couple of shows every single day. Um, look around because you, you can find discount tickets sometimes up and down the strip. Um, you know, check with your campground that you're staying at because sometimes they can get discount tickets as well. 
but it's just, it's phenomenal. And, Spend and keep the money. in mind, again, we're not being paid by no. Pirates Voyage. You know, they did comp us to go in mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, I think it was. It's yeah. been a while. And then we went back, as Callie said, and purchased tickets and saw it a second time. Yeah. And it was just as good as the first time. So go, go yeah. see it for sure. we got to move on. Okay. Uh, so the next one, uh, number two, is Visit Dollywood. And we've touched on this a little bit. Yes. But Dollywood's pretty amazing. We went there in the fall. In fall. And so they yeah. had the Halloween decorations up. And mm-hmm. that was so much fun. It was. And this is a, again, super, super, super family friendly. And that's what I loved about it. So we saw all of these billboards in town that you can get reduced rates after 5 o'clock to see their Luminites. Um, and we're like, hey, this is great. We would love to see the Luminites. We've heard so many great things about it. So we went and got our discount tickets and went and did the Luminites. Um, and, and the park itself is just beautiful, just meticulously maintained. What's really neat about it is a lot of the rides are tucked up in the, the trees and the hills, the foothills there. So you don't really see the rides, but you can hear the rides. They're, so, they're kind of incorporated yeah. with, with with the landscape there. Yes. And it's pretty cool. It I is. Mean, I mean, they, they really, you know, instead of coming in and just, you know, raising, bulldozing, mountains right, down. bulldozing mountains and trees, they left it and worked with the terrain. And it's just beautiful. And, and you know, the, the Luminites, what I so appreciated about it is I hate to be scared. Absolutely hate it. I, I don't do haunted houses. I don't do any of that stuff. It's I don't enjoy it. She would not even watch a scary movie no, with me. <laughs> don't like scary movies. I just don't enjoy it. And so what I loved about Luminites is you had all of these Halloween displays, but they were all very, very tasteful. Very well, tasteful. Not tasteful. Not tasteful. Just very friendly. But they're more kid friendly. Right. Nothing this is was definitely scary. kid friendly. Yeah. There was nothing scary at all anywhere. So there was nothing jumping out, nothing screaming at you. And so you could take a child of any age through this and just see these beautiful jack-o'-lanterns all lit up and all these different displays all over the park and know that your kid is not going to be terrified. Well, let, let's get on to Dollywood itself oh, because not yes. everybody's going to visit in a, a Halloween. True, true. If, if you're if you're considering an October trip, definitely go see what what Cal talked about. But you know, as as we said, that that Dollywood is the top attraction in uh-huh. Tennessee. Uh, TripAdvisor actually voted them the number one theme park in the United States, wow. uh, which is a that's a that's a big thing. But TripAdvisor, you got to believe them. Yes. Um, so I mean, there there's so much to do. You got Splash Mountain, and, and that was voted uh, the top ten outdoor water park by USA Today. Um, you know, you've got a lot of different uh, food, uh, you know, food, music. You know, because it it is Dolly Parton, and right. so they bring in a lot of different music acts, whether they're up and coming or more seasoned, that will come in and sing uh, at different places throughout the park. So you have that. Uh, Dolly Parton's old tour bus is is there in the park, which is neat to see. It's well, and around you, one and of you the have food roller courts. coasters roller there, coasters, different course yeah. amusement rides and stuff like that. So a so train th- that goes through the park that you can hear chugging and and hissing and tooting and hooting. That's right. Yeah. So, so lots of stuff to do at Dollywood. Yes. Dollywood. Go see it. If you want to save yourself a little bit of money, go in after five o'clock. It mm-hmm. cuts the price in about half. But there's so much to do there. Honestly, you probably you, you want probably to spend want to spend day. a whole day there. Maybe if you spend a whole day there and there were some things you missed, maybe go back and, and get the discount ticket. But it's going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. They have thousands and thousands of people every day. So anyway, so number one, drum roll, please. Ready. And this is this is a spiritual experience. Ooh, you know, there's only is. so many spiritual experiences uh, in life, 
in Catches Sunrise at, at Clingman's Dome. Clingman's Dome. This is in the National Park. So this is. is in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And you've got to drive up to the Clingman's Dome. You want to talk about that? Yes. I think you got all the figures there. I do, I do. So Clingman's Dome sits up at 6,644 feet. It is Tennessee's highest point. Uh, it is in the Smoky Mountain National Park, and you can access it by getting onto Route 441, which cuts straight up through uh, Rocky Mountain National Park and then twists and turns. I, there is literally a point where I feel like the road has tied itself into a knot about 15 times, and you still magically end up in the correct direction. It's, it's so trippy. Every time we drive through it, I'm like, how are we going the right way? But you do. Um, so 441 is a beautiful drive in and of itself. Um, if you hit the Clingman's Dome point and pass over to the other side, that'll take you over to Cherokee. Um, so, you know, definitely just driving 441 should be on your bucket list to do. But getting up to Clingman's Dome and watching a sunrise, it is spectacular. Yeah, so spectacular. We get, I, I know we're way over our time here, and uh, we appreciate everybody who's still listening. Thank uh, you. You know, I know a lot of people listen to this on their way to work and different things, but thank you for it. But we, we're going to tell the story. Uh, and yes. So how we saw the sunrise at Clingman Dome is not completely legal, uh, but we uh, I was in law school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not finish, by the way. <laughs> I decided <laughs> to drop out. But, moving uh, moving on. Yeah, so I was in law school. I had just had a full night of law being beat into my head mm-hmm. and we had this small this is where it all started our camp we had this small teardrop it was it was called what were the little guy it was a little the guy little guy teardrop so, camper so those Ooh. those out there that have a little guy or small teardrop camper i love them i would still probably be in that little guy yeah, but right now Randy would be single I, I had a toyota fj cruiser and i remember one time we ran through mcdonald's with the with the little yeah. guy attached it's like how many RVs can you run through McDonald's and pick up? But, but again, the little it, guy, the little guy, because <laughs> so it was so little. I was very sad when we sold that. Anyway, that's beside yeah. the point. But Callie came and picked me up from law school. She had the little guy attached. We drove, and this is probably eight or nine o'clock at night. I can't remember it. We drove straight down. Yeah. Again, it was about a five hour drive. I think we got there like one, two o'clock in the morning. And so we decided, uh, you know, to drive straight up to Clingman's Dome, and we did. So we went up to Clingman's Dome, and we actually camped overnight yes. in the parking lot. Now, again, this is not allowed. <laughs> we Hopefully, the National Park's not listening. This has yeah. been, I think we're over seven years. Isn't seven years kind of the oh, law? I, yeah. Well, you were in law school. You tell I, me. I didn't finish. Ugh. But anyway, so um, so anyway, we camped out, and we got up at, what, we woke up at about 4 or 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I think we got in at about 1, and the, there was just so many stars. It was absolutely gorgeous. I yeah. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable how many stars you can see out there. But anyway, so we get out. It's cold. We wrap ourselves up in blanket. We go over and just watch the sunrise. With a bunch of other people. There were other people that had camped out in the parking lot as well. I wouldn't uh, say a bunch. Well, I, I mean, maybe several. Uh, 10, we'll 15, th- 20 people maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, that's a decent amount. Yeah, but but watching the sun come up oh, over goodness. the mountains and and, and and let's paint the pit, picture. Uh, yeah. So there's fog, there's low-lying fog from the night before mm-hmm. that it's very dewy area, dewy, if that's dewy? a word. We're gonna go dewy with that. area and, and the 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 sun just comes up over the mountain. It's and just it, spectacular. It, it paints it in, you know, reds, oranges, purples, blues, greens. And and what's incredible, you can see seven states 
up there at Klingman's Dome. Uh, whether you're in the parking lot or you venture up to their observation tower, we just stayed in the parking lot and watched the sunrise. But it's seven states that you can see the sun kind of wake up those states and wake up the the mountains and and it's it's just it's I don't incredible. think you can see all seven states from the parking lot. You've got to go up to up to the dome up the observation, up the, right? Okay. So so there is a uh, I think it's a I think it's a mile or a half mile, mile hike up to there's an observation tower and then you got to mm-hmm. climb up the ladder to get to the top, but that gives you the view of seven states. Now we actually just for this sunrise and we've done that before, mm-hmm. but this sunrise that we're specifically talking about, we just stayed in the parking lot yeah. and had amazing views. So we didn't even go up into the, onto the observation deck. Yeah. So. And, and if you're curious about the seven states, it's Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, South Carolina, Virginia, Alabama, and Mississippi. That's crazy yeah. to me. Isn't that crazy? So it, it said on clear days, you can see up to a hundred miles out. Man, I just w- I would Isn't think Mississippi is further yeah, than 100 miles. Yeah, I know. I just, and Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. But yeah, so it's just, it's incredible. You know, if even if you don't, if, if you can't get up there early enough to watch a sunrise, um, get up there and and go up to the observation tower or the parking lot. There's great views from the parking lots. There's little placards showing you what you're seeing. It's just it's otherworldly. It's beautifully breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, definitely do that. And then there's one honorable mention that I would love to mention, and, and that is take the helicopter ride. So you can yeah. do a you can do a, a five minute, fifteen minute, a half hour helicopter ride. Uh-huh. We we chose that the half hour because we were getting content for the magazine, mm-hmm. and we actually did the doors off. So they will take the yes. doors off. So if you're a photographer, want to get some great images. Tell them to take the doors off. It's a little cold. <laughs> yeah, little, little <laughs> well, I guess nippy. depending on when you are yeah. there. But definitely try that out. It's a little bit expensive, but we really enjoyed it. But it, they have, they really do have helicopter rides for every budget. So if you want a quick, they literally do straight up and straight back down. It's like 10 minutes. Right. Um, and it's a little bit more affordable. And they will try to but upsell you. But don't do you. that because you're not going to see anything. I know. I mean, I mean, you're going to get to see Pigeon Forge. That's about it. But it's still really cool because like when you're down on the road in Pigeon Forge, Pigeon Forge is huge. And then you get up in the helicopter and you're like, oh my gosh, look at it down there. It's so tiny. Well, when I mean, we, it's, we got in, we did the 30 minute and the pilot literally said, where do you want to go? <laughs> and, yeah. And so, yeah. And I don't even think we told him we were with a magazine. So sometimes we we say that when we can right. work it to our advantage. Sometimes Other times we just we we kind of want to come in quietly. R- right. So yeah. we said, hey, we would love to fly over Gatlinburg. We'd love to fly over Dollywood. And can and you get go us over into the, the National Park? Right. And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we did that. He went out to Gatlinburg and then flew over, uh, well, excuse me, went out and flew over Dollywood mm-hmm. first and then, then over to Gatlinburg and then up into the park and back. And it, it was a great experience. I think we might have spent, what was it, two or 300 bucks a person? it was like three, I don't, was it $300 a person? I think, I think it was about five or 600 bucks by the time it was okay. all done. So it's, yeah. kind, it's kind it's, of pricey, it's pricey. But, but again, we, uh, we were doing it for the magazine. So, um, uh, so, so we were a little bit different situation. And it was the so. fall colors, which were just breathtaking as well. I mean, okay. there's, there's honestly so many honorable mentions, but we could, we could literally talk yep. about this forever, right, but so we're l- not going to. Let's talk about getting around. Uh, yes. you're going to have to, I don't think there's any Uber. Maybe there is, I'm there, not sure, but there's a trolley that goes around to different correct. stops. So there's a, there is a trolley that runs through uh, Pigeon Forge. 
Um, and some of the campgrounds are on the trolley stop, which is super, super handy if you're in one of those campgrounds where the trolley will literally come pick you up. They, they have plenty running. It's typically you don't have to wait any longer than 15, 20 minutes for the next trolley. But it'll take you through different stops on the strip so that you don't have to drive or try to contend with parking. You just get dropped off, see what you want to see, hop back on the trolley, and it'll take you back to your RV park. Again, if you're staying at an RV park that's on the trolley trolley schedule, trolley tour, trolley line. Um, but most people just drive their around. Vehicle, vehicles. I there's mean, a lot of parking everywhere. Yeah, they, there really they, is. They, 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 there's, it's pretty spread out. Gatlinburg's a lot tighter. Parking's a little bit harder yeah. to find. But in Pigeon Forge, it's spread out. You've got plenty of parking. Yeah. it's Pigeon Forge is not walkable. Gatlinburg, you could probably park somewhere in the middle and, and, and walk decently around. walk around. For, for sure. So yeah. so de- definitely take your car. That's fine. I mean, the trolley yeah. works good. So let's go on to ca- camping options. Uh, there are so many camping oh my options. Gosh. We're going to talk about a few. Uh, we're going to start off with the big, the best, I yeah, think. the Mac Daddy. So, so we were invited down uh, by Margaritaville. They've got a mm-hmm. brand new resort that just opened about two years ago, right? A year and a half, two years mm-hmm. ago, somewhere around there. And, you know, I was blown away at how the, the amenities and how awesome this resort was. Now, now oh, again, yeah. they comped our stay. Mm-hmm. I'm being completely, uh, you know, upfront here. They didn't, they're not paying us to talk about this, but they comped our right. stay and say, you know, come see what you think about this. I, I'll be honest, it's expensive. It's ex- it is, but it really is one of those places that you can turn into a vacation in and of itself. So this, again, could be another experience if, if Pigeon Forge is a place that you visit frequently and you say, you know what, I just want to be pampered for a weekend. I just want to have fun, but I really don't want to go anywhere. You can go to Margaritaville and do it all there on the property and not really need to go anywhere else. They have on-site restaurants. They have on-site cafe, coffee shop. They have shopping. They have uh pickleball they have a dog park they have uh community like grilling gazebo areas they've got uh activities an arcade they have an arcade pool hall hall. they have the duck pin bowling so when when i went down there i really thought you know and and i've not been in a margaritaville before not a hotel Mm -hmm. you know i think i've ate at one of the restaurants but when I went there, I was thinking this is going to be kind of like an adult only, like an adult playground. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I was surprised. Uh, it's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. This is a very, very family-friendly mm-hmm. place. Lots of kids. They have a lazy river. Yeah, they have They're, a great swimming pool the with pool is amazing. a slide and like kind of like splash paddy-ish area. Um, but then it, they've, they just have done a beautiful job of designing it for adults and children. So, you know, if, if you've tucked the kids into bed and they're happy and you want to go back to the kind of the main area and catch some live music and grab a, a few drink, drinks, right. right. Or sit around their community campfire at night. Well, they, and they have live music. Yes. I, I, I know for, for sure of the, the weekends. But, but yeah. Is that all it was? I, I couldn't remember. I think it might've been just the weekends. They have live music, but they have activities galore. I mean, they do like s'mores around the campfire. They'll do nighttime stories. They have karaoke. They'll have ranger talks. They'll bring rangers in so you can do ranger talks, scavenger hunts. I mean, this is just, it's literally a vacation in and of itself. So if you want to experience like camping to the nth degree of glamping, then Margaritaville is it. Yeah, kind of think of it, uh, 
in a sort of way is like if you go to Mexico in an all-inclusive yes. where you kind of have now, now this is not all-inclusive you got to pay for your drinks your right. food and all that but but what I'm getting at is you really don't have to leave the resort and in the location oh, it sits up perfect. in the mountain it's right before you go into uh, the national park mm-hmm. and, and you've got beautiful views all around you you're kind of tucked away with, with mountains completely around you so you've got this beautiful view you've got the lazy river pool you got a you got a pool hall cow and i set yeah. up one night playing pool actually two nights in a row yeah, we, played we pool. did it was so fun uh then they've got an arcade a brand new arcade that's mm-hmm. got and uh, we went in there and had like a full-on challenge i mean it was great we had the opportunity to be kids ourselves so if you're hearing this and you're like man this sounds like a lot of fun maybe just the two of us will go you know we'll have grandma and grandpa stay at home with the kids you can do that i mean yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. Again, it's more expensive, uh, but I uh, honestly I think it's worth it. I and, do too. And again, they're not paying us to no. put this on the podcast. We decided to do that because we felt it was worth it. So, mother, let, let's move on. So, yeah. again, uh, we're well over our, our uh, we shoot for an hour, but or uh, under an hour. But you guys love over. listening to us talk, so we're just going to keep on. Talking. So, an- another one that we were invited down. This was a couple years ago. Was Pigeon Forge Landing RV Resort? Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 like what they're doing. That's part of RVC Outdoors. Uh, they invited us down. We did stay there. Uh, they did comp our stay. This was two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. This is a new park. It sits right behind the Titanic. Yes. And uh, it's wide open spaces. You know, there's it's so new that the trees aren't mature, but, you know, it's really great location. You're right in the middle of the heart of it, and it really is not that expensive. It's, it's not. It's a fairly cheap thing. They do, they do have a pool. Mm-hmm. They do have a pool. They have, uh, I believe you can do golf cart rentals there. They have um, a full-on dog wash, which I love. A lot of their RV parks across the United States have very similar amenities, and they've got a dog wash, which sometimes you don't realize is super handy and you need. Uh, what I love about their location, it's very easy to get in and out of. You're right off the strip um, at a traffic light, so it makes it easier to turn your rig in or, or get out back onto the main strip right behind Titanic. But the sites, because they're kind of like in a flat area along a, along a creek, uh, the sites are very flat, which is wonderful because y- y'all know when you hook up an RV and try to park it, there's nothing worse when it just, you can't get it level. And, yep. and their sites are beautifully, wonderfully level. So a couple other mentions, and these are parks that we've actually stayed yes. at. There, there, there are there's so many campgrounds many. that we could talk. There's, of course, there's Yogi Bear there. There's, there's KOAs KOA, there. There's, uh, but, but up yeah. the creek was another one. Now, mm-hmm. what I like about this is this is off of a road off of Weir, Weir's Valley. Yeah. Uh, and and you kind of, it's quiet. It, you know, you're completely away from the strip. So it, when, when you go back to your RV, you're kind of away from it all. Right, which, and, is, which is nice. And that... That location is one that I would recommend if you want to go to Pigeon Forge because you want to spend more time hiking. You have the ability to get into the national park kind of from the backside, yes. which is great. So you you avoid a lot of the crowds. And we, from the ta- Townsend area. From the Townsend area, from the correct, area. which is close to Cades Cove. So it's a great location. Not only is the park beautiful, like one of the sites we had, we pulled the RV in forward. So our windshield overlooked this creek. You can bring a tube with you. You can play in the creek. The, you know, you, you're able to do that. But then we just took the back way into the National Park through Townsend, missed all the crowds, and that was more of a hiking vacation for yes, us. Yes, yes, definitely worth yeah. that. And then one other one I want to mention, that there's a couple other ones that we've stayed at. I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention all of them, but another one I thought was good. This, is what, this one's good for the kids because they've got amazing pool with a, mm-hmm. a lot of slides and stuff in the pool, but it's the Pigeon Forge RV Resort. Uh, this was just taken over by new owners about three or four years ago. They've dumped a lot of money in it, and again, they're not, actually, they didn't comp our stay or anything. No. We paid for that. We so paid that, for it, yeah. Um, and it was great. It's right off of Weir's Valley as well, but it's 
it's as soon as you turn off the main strip, it's maybe a mile, mile and a half down far. off of Weir's Valley. So it's super close to everything. Again, kind of tucked in away along uh, a mountain ridge with a creek running through it. There's creeks everywhere, folks. Just be prepared for that. There's water everywhere, which makes it so beautiful. Um, one thing that we do have to say, though, is at that park, if you're depending on cellular service for work. For Verizon. Verizon. It was zero Verizon. It was a dead spot. Yeah. 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 AT&T uh, worked there. Yes. AT&T will have excellent connectivity if you're on Starlink. Might be a little challenging in There's the area trees. because trees and mountains. Yeah. But AT&T, you should be good to go. So just keep that in mind, too. If you need to work in the area, check with the RV parks ahead of time what kind of connectivity you can you have. Yeah. So, that, that again, there there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of campgrounds. Oh, my gosh. Campgrounds. The We're, list is endless. Uh, just look it up. But some of the ones that we loved, again, if money is no object for you, Margaritaville, do it. Absolutely yes, do it. Hands down. You know, if you want something quiet, up uh, the creek, up the I creek. think, is the yep. one to go to. And, and again, there's probably more, but these are the ones that we've mm -hmm. experienced. So, but uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, you know, I that know. We're, we're, Thank uh, you all so much for uh, listening to us, being patient with us, and going on another journey to a great destination. Again, we, we always want to, we want to give you all the information you need. Yeah. And, and so we use the one hour under an hour as a guideline. If we go over, that means there's just a lot to do. And we want to tell you a lot yes, of things. Yes. This is a, 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 yeah, again, so much to do. We here. value your time and we're not going to, we're not going to take you over talking about what we had to di for dinner over the weekend. Although like it that. was delicious. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> anyway, take us so out. I will take us home. So Thank you all again for spending your time and listening to us. We talked about Pigeon Forge and everything that are uh, part of some of the stuff that there is to do in the area and Smoky Mountains and Gatlinburg there in Tennessee. Don't forget to download your free top 10 um, things from our website, www.rvdestinations.magazine.com forward slash top 10. You, the, the link should be down in the notes section here on this podcast. Yes, so look below. And please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow us uh, on, on our podcast, the RV Destinations Podcast, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief of RV Destinations Magazine, here with Randy Beheimer, President of RV Destinations Magazine. And thank you all so much for listening to us. Happy trails. Happy trails. You've been listening to the RV Destinations Podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays. And it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com. And from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.